Grinch Stole Christmas by Dr. Seuss. Every who, down in Hoover, liked Christmas a lot. But the Grinch, who lived just north of Hooville, did not. The Grinch laughed in his throat. And he made a quick Santa Claus hat and a coat. And he chuckled and clucked. What, what, what a great Grinchy trick. <laughs> With this coat and this hat, I look just like Saint Nick. <laughs> All I need is a reindeer. The Grinch looked around. But since reindeer are scarce, there was none to be found. Did that stop the old Grinch? No! The Grinch simply said, If I can't find a reindeer, I'll make one instead. So he called his dog, Max. Then he took some red thread and he tied a big horn on the top of his head. Then he loaded some bags and some old empty sacks on a ramshackle sleigh and he hitched up old Max. Then the Grinch said, yep! The sleigh started down towards the homes where the hoos lay a snooze in their town. Pop, 
circles, roller skates, drums, checkerboard, tricycles, popcorn, and plums. And he stuffed them in bags. And the Grinch, very nimbly, stuffed all the bags. One by one, up the chimney. Then he slugged to the icebox.
Why? God had told Jonah to go and prophesy against Nineveh, and Jonah was afraid to do it, and he ran away. So God sent me after him, as if you can run away from God. Time? Time what for? To catch a ship. Depends where you're going. Anywhere. Away from here. Anywhere. Sort of cruise like? Yes, that's right. Well, we ain't going to Tarshish. Is that any good to you? It's not near Nineveh, is it? Nineveh? Bless your heart, no. Nineveh? Why, that's... Well, I don't rightly know where that is, but it ain't nowhere near Tarshish. Good. Good. To Tarshish, then. Anywhere that's away from Nineveh. Up aboard, then. Master forward! like the look of the weather, Mr. Andromedes. We're going to run into a storm, sir. Uh, collect the passengers amidships, Mr. Andromedes, and wait for further orders. Aye, aye, sir. You, sir. Where are you from? I am an Egyptian, Tell me, Egyptian, did you cause this storm? You or your gods? No, sir. Not I, no my god. Well, you better pray that it goes away or it may sink us. Pray to your gods to abate the storm. I will. I, I will. Pray! All of you down on your knees and pray! Pray to your gods that the storm may abate and spare us all! Pray! Pray! Is everybody here? No, sir. There's a man called Jonah. He's not here. Where is he? He's below, sir. Asleep. 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 I'll not stand for it. Let him obey my orders and come on deck. He's got to pray. We've all got to pray. No one can be excused. This storm has been sent by someone's God, and I want to know who's. Get this Jonah up here at once. Aye, aye, sir. Go on. Pray, if you value your miserable hides. Get on your knees and pray. asleep. I am here. Then get over there with the rest of them and pray. Pray to your God, whatever his name is, to get us all out of this mess. So, Flatback Plastic, UniRadio.fm. <laughs> Stop it now. And I 
Flat Black Blessing on Uni Radio FM.
time for the Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio every Friday from usually from 8 to 10. But tonight from 8 to 9, we've got a very special Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 show for you all. Yay! Clap it up for yourselves for being here. For all the comedians you're going to see from all over the amazing United States of America. Yay! Uh, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. How you doing? Yay! This is day six, and I'm surprised I'm still alive. This is it's it's a lot of it's it's a lot of stuff. I'm like, oh, that's right. I write jokes. <laughs> Did I do that too? I used to do that. Fun, good stuff. Uh, feminists in the house? Yeah, Ooh, yeah. It's the same way I feel about it. <laughs> still, you have to be feminist. <laughs> I don't like to call myself a feminist. It's kind of a dirty word these days. It seems like it's a politicized, dirty word. You know, I'd rather call myself a cunt face. It's more descriptive and accurate, you know, for what I'm doing. But I don't know what else to call myself. You know, language is political, right? What do I? What am I? I'm a female, right? I'm a person. I'm a woman. We are all people. No, it's not spelled like that. The boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. <laughs> so I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word spelled without the word men in it. Spelling crowd? <laughs> I can spell. I must be a witch. I know how to read too. No! There is no men in feminism. It's spelled with an I. <laughs> feminism. I am a feminist. No, no one, no one can't. You can get out your phones and T9 it. I swear. <laughs> There's no men in feminism. It just sounds like there are. It just made me think of men. Okay, it's fine. Th but language is political. Like every month, women menstruate. Menstruate. It's the one thing you can literally never do when you put your name all over it. And you think it's gross. Menstruate. When you have sex for the first time, what do you break? Hi, men. Hi, men. Hi. I can have sex with all of you now. Hi. Open for business. We get the one feminine pronoun. What do we get? Herpes. <laughs> you give us herpes. Yeah? Good. The one I understand so much because I'm going through it right now is menopause. <laughs> men are pausing on me. They're like, whoa, she is older than I thought. <laughs> that is... Oh, yeah. Knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thanks. I think it's the precept of feminism? I don't know. A lot of ladies in the 70s burned bought bras and read books so I can talk about my butthole on stage. Yeah. My butthole looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. It's meaty. It's like a bunch of worms trying to escape a hungry robin. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> no, I, am, I don't mean to talk so much about feminism. I don't want to be too heavy-handed, you know, as a feminist. But I love the term heavy-handed because that's you used to not beat your wife with a heavy hand because you wouldn't want to leave a mark, am I right? Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> I, I love feminist things. I'm, I, I'm trying to believe in equality now. I don't know if you, this crowd that's into equality. No? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Quality sucks. 
There's a really easy way to make equality happen right now, and that's PG-13 movies. Right, right now in a PG-13 movie, if you cover up the nipple, you get to see a 180% side boob. That's sexy. Uh, you also get to see some butts, but not the whole. That's fine with me, too. What I say is I'd like to see some side scrote. You might not be on board yet. Let's imagine together a Martin Scorsese film. The sunset. There's an infinity pool. Nicolas Cage is coming out of the pool. His long ball sack is deep in the water, right? And his, his dick is above the stairs, so we're not seeing any genitals, mind you, but what we get to see is this beautiful stained glass side scrote for equality, yeah? I think the movie's called Raging Balls, I think is the name of that Nick Cage movie. I just wanna see like older actors get to come back, make a big comeback because of their long, saggy nutsack. Yes, beautiful, shorn, unshorn. I wanna see it all for equality. Yeah, thank you, I'm excited about it too. Uh, any, other, any other crazy cat people? Yeah, meow, 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 my cat, my cat people. Bow to your alien overlords with one arm, <laughs> just like the Chinese, they know what's up. Come on now, cats are the best. I'm the crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. I wanna take my cat and I wanna shave him want to knit a sweater out of his fur, want to make him wear it. <laughs> I'm crazy. I love cats. Meow, meow, meow. I was, I've been getting cat calls quite a bit. Live in the tenderloin. Cat calling is a thing. I, I don't even see it as cat calling anymore. I see it maybe more as complimenting. A gentleman yelled out to me on the street, girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. That's a compliment. I'm taking it. That's not catcalling. Another gentleman said, oh, you got a nice fit on today. I like that. I am fit. I'm wearing an outfit. That's a double entendre and cat complimenting. Thank you. That's good. I try not to wear skirts because a gentleman walked up to me and said, I like your skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? Oh, you've crossed the line, sir. That is catcalling. Also, like, why do you want to smell my boyfriend's cum? That's that's weird, bro. That's, that's on you. Actually, it's all over me. That's the problem, you guys. I, I do understand catcalling now, though, because I, I have a kitten. I have a darling, sweet kitten. And I call her all the time. I go, baby kitty, come here, baby kitty, I love you. Come here, baby kitty, come here. And then she, like, runs the other direction, but she shows me her butthole. Mm. So I run up to her, and I pick her up without consent, and I flip her over like a baby, and I kiss her on the mouth. So I understand catcalling. Like, I get it. I really get it. <laughs> Deep in my soul. All right, yay! That's been my time. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Yay! Uh, we sing a little song before we start this. If you know it, sing along. Here we go. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi! I need to get a vaporizer. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy clubhouse. You want to come and tell me clubhouse? You're already here. You're trapped. Yay. Thanks for being here. I'm super excited to bring up all of your awesome festival comedians. Your first festival comedian. Put your hands together for the very funny Dash Thompson. First Wednesday live jazz. 
Live DJ's Thursday. I'm gonna keep moaning till I'm sad. Ah, okay. Uh, what's up? How are you guys doing? Do you guys feel good? Feeling? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, I like it. It was, uh, it, I felt inspired by that. Uh, uh I found out, uh, recently, I was, I was looking through some old baby photos, and, uh, they were mine, by the way. I don't just peruse photos of babies. That's not my thing. I found out by looking through some old baby photos that my mom, when I was a toddler, put a rat tail on my head. Which is, yeah, yeah, that's upsetting to find out. Because you never look at someone with a rat tail and think, like, that guy could do my taxes. But you have looked at someone with a rat tail and thought, that guy, he keeps all of his money in a shoebox, I feel like, under his van. Uh, yeah, because, like, you know how moms like to put, like, like cool punk moms like to put, like, mohawks on their toddlers, right? And they're like, look, he's a little punk rocker. My mom put a rat tail on my head was like, look, he's a little junkyard salvager. Isn't that cute, huh? Yeah. Pick up some scrap metal, you little trash baby. Get out there. Don't touch him. He's got tetanus and rabies. Best friend's a raccoon. So, anyways, this little wild child. It's fun. I say that because I have this working theory with rat tails uh, that uh, people with them also own raccoons. I can't prove it. I just hope that I want to I do this joke one day and someone with a rat tail in the crowd is like, hey, man, that's accurate, and just pulls a raccoon out, and I'm like, yes, finally. <laughs> I've been proven correct. <laughs> cool. Uh, I also found out, uh, looking through some old, uh, some old photos of me that for my first day of school, like my introduction to, uh, other kids, my mom sent me out the door, uh, in suspenders and a bowl cut. Uh, that was my first look. Suspenders, yeah, suspenders and a bowl cut. Just like a little message to the rest of the kids, like, just bully him. D don't even look anywhere else. It's gonna be him. Uh, she dressed me like a middle-aged divorcee who cuts his own hair. And you know how sad that is to show up on your first day of school? Just like, <laughs> divorce is hard. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> All right. Mostly that joke's for myself because I just love doing that voice. <laughs> and every time I do that joke, the crowd's always like, please, please don't do that more. Uh, so I'm going to move on. Uh, yeah, I also found some old footage of me uh, uh, playing basketball for the first time. Uh, which is also, like, pretty upsetting to look at, especially if you ask, like, like any, like, guy, like, average dude would probably assume he was a pretty good athlete as a kid. If you show any of them a tape of them running as a kid, they're like, ha fucking never mind, I guess. That's uh, just all elbows and hips, you know? Uh, footage of me playing basketball on my basketball team, I found out, and I didn't know this or I just didn't remember or probably blacked it out, where uh, every time our team would score a point – I made the decision to cartwheel down the court. Uh, I was in the game, just mid-court, just cartwheeling, like, yay, points, Dad. And my dad's like, I got a theater kid, don't I? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> doing jazz hands. You know, it was, it was cool to me. Um. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I am uh, I'm, I'm single, uh, which is fun. Uh, my last girlfriend... Uh, broke up with me in a park at night, which I thought a little risky on her part. Um, <laughs> you know, not that you know anything's gonna happen. It's just you never. <laughs> us men, right? Anyways, that's that's a cute, fun throwaway joke. <laughs> it's just a little cute joke you just throw out there, and you're like, "Oh, we're dangerous." <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> I should probably get rid of that joke. <laughs> uh, cool. I think uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do this uh, fun little thing. I um. 
in middle school, I was really into wrestling, like WCW. Anyone else? Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Super into wrestling. Uh, in eighth grade, me and my buddy, we would uh, pretend wrestle uh, with each other and stuffed animals. It wasn't weird. It was really cool. And uh, we would wrestle on, like, the trampoline. I remember once uh, his little brother wanted to, to wrestle with us. And, uh, you know, there's a little bit of, like, give and take with wrestling, right? Because it's, you know, it's like stage, it's theater. Uh, his, his his little brother put my head between his legs to powerbomb me, but I was like, I'm not going to get powerbombed, no bitch. And I threw him back, and I bloodied his mouth, and then wrestling was done forever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a real bummer. But me and my friend, we would, uh, we would like, we really like to do it up, you know, because we were kids, we have imaginations, and we came up with our own wrestling uh, duo name. We called ourselves the Venom Bros. Right? That's not bad. You could see that. It's not that bad. We also had our own tagline. Because uh, you remember how, like, uh, Ric Flair had, like, woo, and The Rock was like, you smell this shit or whatever? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we had our own tagline as the Venom Bros, but it was way less intimidating. Our tagline as the Venom Bros was, Venom Bros. Which uh, is uh, doesn't make you the cool kid in middle school, but it's a great deterrent for bullies. Turns out no one wants to pick on the kid who licks other kids. It's just a rule of school. I'm going to kick your ass. Win and wear, baby. They're like, never mind. You win everything. Anyways, that's my time. Thank you very much. Josh Thompson, everyone. Hooray. We have comics from all over the United States, and your next one is from Chicago. Clap your hands in a wild, slappy-like motion for Aaron Atkins! Love, I know that you learned what you really want to know. I know you won't dirt Thank you very much. Hello, my name is Aaron. Um, I am from Chicago. Uh, I'm back in town for this festival, and we're down the street. i got to get this off my chest because this happened today. Has anyone here been to the coffee shop down the street? It's just called Coffee Shop, right? That guy's a sociopath, huh? That guy's a fucking sociopath. First of all, because when I went first in there, he's like, hey, fist bumps for everybody. When he fist bumps me, can I fist bump you real quick? He goes like this. He goes, do you vertically like so? He goes like this. Hey. It's like half of my fist, right? And then he doesn't even acknowledge it. He's like, so what's up, bro? Are you vibing on anything? And I was like, what the hell? I'm not vibing anything. And I guess I, my, my friend, another comic here, Sam Carroll, got a fucking, um, he got this drink called the Sherpa. It's like an iced coffee drink. They put, like, coffee, snow, like, ice cubes in it made out of coffee right it's like the big gimmick so i'll get one of those uh, and i pay like eight dollars for it first of all which is a lot of fucking money for a cup of coffee even elon musk over here agrees with me it looks fucking a lot of money man and i swear to god when he was making it he puts the ice cubes in it and he goes he's to his coworker. he goes let's put four it's probably enough probably enough what the fuck he was gonna put five i swear to god he's gonna put five uh, probably enough what do you Paid eight dollars in advance. Whatever. One of the, one of those dollars was a tip, so I'm a bitch tax for that. It's a seven dollar cup of coffee. I misspoke. Sorry, I'm an angry little man. I <laughs> I have a lot of pent up anger. Uh, probably because I'm from here, and uh, my parents are vegans. That's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> um, yeah, that's why I look like how NPR sounds, right? Because I've grown up to be a thrift store mannequin in the flesh. <laughs> yeah, I'll get it out of the way. My parents did a seance on a New Yorker tote bag, and I was like, hey, fully grown. <laughs> you guys read David Sedaris? Great guy. <laughs> mm. 
That's me. Yeah. Having two vegan parents is like having two autistic parents growing around. Because even if you're not, like, you're still going to act like you are. You know? Like, when I was a kid, my favorite band was podcasts. So, <laughs> yeah. I had a t-shirt. I had a This American Life t-shirt I wore to school every Thursday and Friday. Anybody else? Anybody else? I was the only one. All right, I pee sitting down. What else is fun about me? <laughs> um, what else is cute and <laughs> quirky about my identity? Let's see. I'm also I'm a queer man. Hell yeah. <laughs> At the record show, standing ovation. <laughs> um, actually, this is a part of the show I like to play a game with the audience called... Um, is it gay porn or is it kung fu that I slowed down? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a little clip and I just want you to tell me, is this gay porn or is it just kung fu that I slowed down? So let me know. All right, gay porn or kung fu? You think kung fu? Kung fu? You're wrong. It's a straight guy deadlifting at the gym, so <laughs> you're <laughs> all wrong. <laughs> this man was being ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, this he's going to live on forever in a mediocre stand-up set. <laughs> Say hello to San Francisco, man. Yeah, I got being queer and vegan, high school, sucked ass for me, you know. I think I think what also sucks is that like I'm not like queer enough for a lot of people. Like, I'm too straight. Which is stupid that you can even do that. And also the people that accuse me of that are also these straight guys in like basketball shorts and a t-shirt that just says like gap on it, you know? <laughs> and it's like, you're gonna judge me over this. But like I think that's just stupid because like gay culture is like so huge, you know? Like you could live like you grow up on one side of it and never see the other at all. Right. Like when I was a kid, I never like I never watched RuPaul's Drag Race. That wasn't like my gay TV. My gay TV was um Anderson Cooper three sixty. So <laughs> that was right. I love a man that's like technically gay. That's what I like a like a Buttigieg kind of guy, right? <laughs> like, like if he had a flow in the Pride Parade, it'd just be like a gray Honda Civic, you know, <laughs> going to like softball practice. Yeah. Well, like I said, high school still sucked ass for me. It's a very easy target, you know. Like I really did bring a tote bag to school. Through <laughs> 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 my Satan. <laughs> I should read the Atlantic sometimes. I'm not such a stereotype. I my honestly I was pretty low on the social ladder. It was like me, like the assistant principal was like one above me, and then above us all was like the kid with the rolly backpack. You know, he's like the cool kid in our friend group. Like the kid that bullied me, I had a bowl cut at this time. By the way, keep that in mind. I get that that's a large visualization. I had a bowl cut. The kids that bullied me were an anime club, which is ass. One of my bullies posted a video of himself on Facebook recently doing katana choreography to Evanescence. And every day, like, it was like, faggot, why? <laughs> Me? How? It's just like, you eat vegetables. What? How <laughs> is, uh, I guess. You know, I feel like when you live your whole life and you're just, like, kind of a dig, you know, people just, like, just dissing your identity. The, the, the only things that make up your very small existence as a high school student, you got two choices in life. You know, you can be, like, a drug addict or you can be a comedian. And, like, now I'm a comedian, which is great. But for a while, not so much. I used to be very into drugs. Um, not like in a fun way. Not like in a Snoop Dogg way. Like a Suge Knight kind of way. Like I was very into pills and whatnot for most of my high school career. Uh, when I was 17, I got really into, actually for a few months, heroin. Um, just kind of heavy, right? And no one, when I said it, like no one believed me. And I, and I get it. Like I don't look like I was on heroin. I look like I was on Glee. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah. 
got a, like a Corey Monty situation going on. But uh <laughs> <laughs> when I first got to treatment, my um my first roommate was also a heroin addict. We got along. We got along great, you know. <laughs> like he was like so wise. He's like he's like don't listen to these guys, Aaron. All right, if you can do heroin and still live a perfectly good life, it's like how? He's like just eat healthy, <laughs> exercise every day. Only do like a little bit of heroin. My buddy lived for like two years. <laughs> And I was like, by then I'll be old enough to drink, right? <laughs> this is the heaviest note of all time. This is the heaviest <laughs> note of all time. Is it freezing in here? We close the door. All right, what if I fine? I'll, I'll, t- I'll end on a, I'll end on a good happy joke. All right, this one's about Judaism. All right. <laughs> I love Jewish culture. All right, I love Jewish culture. Right? My roommate, he's from Tel Aviv, telling me all about just you know Tel Aviv, and I thought it was amazing. It's an unbelievable place. You know, like the people, the culture. The weather is amazing things, and I, I couldn't I couldn't believe it, you know. Um, fortunately enough, I was able to take a vacation there last summer, and I remember just going through a walk in the park and thinking, like, wow, this place is real. Is real. Like, is real. Thank you very much. Very funny, very talented. Aaron Atkins, thank you. <laughs> Aaron Atkins! Yay! He was talking about drugs there for a second. I have a pro tip to help everybody out. If you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. You're welcome. <laughs> cool, not, not, the big <laughs> not the big drug. It's okay, I, I don't do it anymore, it's fine. It's great in San Francisco, uh, we're going into allergy season and it's really fun because you can't tell who has allergies and you know who just has all the fun powder. All right, your next comedians all the way from Santa Rosa. Put your hands together for Franco Tavini. Keep it going for Pam, guys. Keep it going for (coughs) Mutiny Radio. How are we doing, Mutiny Radio? How are we doing tonight? Awesome. Very cool. You guys having a good 2020? Yeah? Very cool. I'm having a pretty good 2020. It's been a kind of a weird year for me. Um, I had a pretty good like holiday season, you know, right before the new year. And then um, in 2020, my family decided that this year was going to be a perfect year uh, for them to stage an intervention for me. Yeah, I know. Um, apparently, uh, that's not the gift that keeps on giving, you know. Um, I, uh, I was kind of bombarded with it. They came at me, and they, they apparently they think that I have problems controlling my anger. They think I have problems managing my anger, which... You know, that's their opinion. You know, <laughs> that's that's like, you know, I want to validate how they feel. You know what I mean? And just don't I don't agree with them. You know, like I don't think uh, I don't think I rage like that. I just think that um, I sometimes I sweat the small stuff, you know, like uh, I don't think that's m- unlike anybody else. Show of hands. Does anybody else here ever get angry for seemingly no reason? Show of hands. See, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, we got a couple hands in the audience. <laughs> All I'm saying is, like, thank God some of you guys raised your hands, you know what I mean? Because, like, if not, I was going to fucking lose it, <laughs> you know? It's going to go apeshit. <laughs> like, I mean, angry for no reason. Like, have you guys ever been enraged at an inanimate object for just obeying the laws of physics? You guys ever been that upset? <laughs> yeah? You ever put a water bottle on top of your own car sideways, it rolls off, you pick it up, throw it into a tree, and call it a cocksucker at the top of your lungs? You guys know what I'm talking about? You ever do that in a preschool parking lot? <laughs> yeah? <laughs> All right. <laughs> what, you think you're better than me or something? What's going on, me in here, Ania? What's up? <laughs> oh, man, fuck. 
I am. Um, no, you know, so here's the thing. Like, I, I, I do get upset, but my thing is it's not it's not completely selfish, you know. Like, sometimes I get upset altruistically. Like, I always get really upset uh, when I see people get pulled over. Yeah, does anybody else ever experience that? Anybody else ever feel empathy for other human beings? No? Just me? Okay, cool. Awesome, guys. <laughs> We're on a certain level there. Yeah, no, I um, like, I like, I told my buddy this. I said, like, I get really upset when, like, when I see people get pulled over, and he was like, okay, but like, did you ever think that maybe they're getting pulled over for something that they actually did? And I thought about it for a second. Honestly, guys, I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, like, I think I just like rooting for the underdog. You know, like they could be flying down the highway in a Mazda going 105 with bodies cascading out the trunk, and I would still stick my head out the window and be like, leave them alone, you fucking pigs. You know, it's too, it's, it's excessive is what I'm saying. It's like too much, like, like police uh, overall, like police, f you know, uh, forces too much, but even just the cars they drive are a lot, like just getting pulled over. Have you guys seen like modern taxpayer dollar cop cars? You know what I'm talking about? There's like big beefy Dodge Challengers with like the 36 red and blue lights. Looks like you're being pulled over by a summer music festival. Do you guys <laughs> know what I'm saying? <laughs> you guys know what I'm fucking with? You know what I mean? Uh, you know, it's going to be a long night when you look in the rearview mirror, you're like, shit, it's Coachella. Fuck, I can't, <laughs> I can't go back. <laughs> I can't go back. You know, it's too much, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I, like modern cop cars, not only, do you know, do they have all the lights, but they can, they can talk. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like, you guys are, <laughs> yeah, I don't mean like one of those fun Disney Pixar ways. I mean, like, um, modern cop cars have those bullhorn speakers on the front. And in an emergency system, they get on and they use it. And basically, it sounds like a PA from God. And uh, I didn't know that they could do this. And about three uh, months ago, I saw a guy b get pulled over on the 101. He was driving in the fast lane. He was speeding. And he got hit with the red and blue lights. He was completely bedazzled. So he just drifted over. <laughs> and he stopped directly on the center divide. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know anything about California traffic laws, but that is highly illegal. <laughs> And all of us within a three-mile radius found that out immediately because that cop just got on that horn and just went, no, 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 what the fuck are you doing? You cannot stop there. That's the center of the highway. You dipshit, you're going to kill both of us. You got to get over and then stop. You go to the right and then stop. Nobody's, and not there. That's the middle lane, you dumbass. That's the actual center of the highway. That is so reckless. You got to get, oh, get over further and then you, that's no, not there either. That's the slow lane. I know it looks like they're stopping there. They're just going incredibly goddamn slow. You got to get off the entire highway. So I can, and, oh, and you're going to park there? Really? You're going to Park there is like a row of hedges behind you. Why do we? Do, like, where am I supposed to park? It's like the fucking secret garden behind you. You know what, dude? You, you were stressing me out. If you would just, you take the next exit. You meet me in the Denny's parking lot, and I will buy you a Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity. All right. I just <laughs> <laughs> it's so stressful, you know. I think. Thank you. <laughs> I think that uh, it was also much more stressful for me because I think I have PTSD going into it uh, because I have priors on my record. I don't know if maybe I'm the, <laughs> the only one. Um, show of hands, I need some honesty from you guys, Mutiny Radio. Has anybody here ever gotten arrested for a DUI? Show of hands, there we go. Can I get some applause for the brave souls that raised their hands? <laughs> Told all you perfect strangers they got a DUI. I mean, I never have because I'm not a fuck-up, you know? But, like, I appreciate, like, <laughs> the honesty. It's, like, great, you know? It's, like, camaraderie or something. No, 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 that's not entirely true. <laughs> that's just mean. I have been, I have been arrested for drinking and driving. Um, uh, but the thing is, uh, I didn't get a DUI. 
You might go like, well, how is that possible? Well, I didn't get a DUI. Um, I got <laughs> what is known as a wet and reckless. Do you guys know? Yeah, maybe some of you have gotten one. Do, uh, do you guys know what a wet and reckless is? So basically, uh, in summation, it's like a DUI junior. It's like a training wheels felony. <laughs> it's like uh, the sexiest of all driving infractions. It's not, and it sounds, uh, you know, uh, you it's technically a misdemeanor, uh, but it doesn't even sound like a crime that anybody should be capable of committing. You know what I mean? Like literally, it's it like if you tell someone you got a uh, wet and reckless, they just assume that you won a prize on a Nickelodeon show. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, it has zero street cred. I can't fucking go hard and tell somebody I got locked up for something that literally sounds like a random line out of a low-budget 1970s Swiss porn. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Just like, okay, babe, lie down on the bed. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you. Uh, how do you want it? Oh, wet and reckless. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a very messy thing is what I'm trying to say. It's a sticky situation. Guys, thank you very much. Mutiny Radio. <laughs> Keep it going for your beautiful host, Pam Benjamin, everyone. Keep it going for Franco Davini and this baby felony. Come on, be a real criminal like the rest of us. Canada will kick you out forever. We can never go. Uh, your next comedian, hey, he's all the way from L.A., and I'm super excited to hear all his hilarious jokes. Clap your hands together for Ben Mel. <laughs> yeah. What's up, San Francisco? How you guys doing? Good, we're good. I'm great. I just got engaged. Yes, give it up for monogamy. Yeah, I just got engaged to a beautiful black woman. One guy, woo! I thought San Francisco was progressive, you racist. Let's go, pick it up. Give me some energy. Yeah, I got engaged to a beautiful black woman, but I'm terrified. Because she wants kids, and if we have an ugly child, her family will know exactly who's responsible. Like, if we have a Blake Griffin instead of an Idris Elba, her grandma's going to be pissed. I don't want to do that. I don't want to give my kid red hair. Black women have been through enough. You know? It's not fair. It's a burden. There's only been two successful black men ever with red hair. Malcolm X, assassinated, and Blake Griffin, traded to Detroit. <laughs> not good odds for my kid, you know? I remember the first time I got made fun of for having red hair was in the sixth grade. This kid came up to me, he was like, hey man, does the carpet match the drapes? I was like, I don't know, I'm gonna have to ask my mom. Um, she usually handles the interior design. She was like, ew, you're gross. It's like, you're the creep who's into my mother's curtains, not me, pal. It's not easy, man. I don't, you know, I, my kid's already gonna be mixed race, you know? So he's gonna have to deal with those unfair stereotypes. And on top of that, he's gonna have to deal with the most obvious unfair stereotype of having red hair are enormous penises. You get it. <laughs> it's a tale as old as time. Redheads and their huge dongs. You guys know. I don't have to get into it. I, uh, I'm lucky, though. My fiance's family really likes me. I was the only white person invited to the family reunion. And her grandmother was so cool. She gathered generations of this beautiful black family and me for a photo. And I'll never forget what she said. She was like, Ben, honey, get the fuck out of the photo. <laughs> I get it. That would be a really tough photo to Photoshop me out of. It's not like you can bring that one to Kinko's. Like, what can you do with that? Uh, the last time I was in Texas visiting my in-laws, my mother-in-law was showing me off to everybody, all her coworkers. She was like, this is my son-in-law, Ben. Isn't he wonderful? 
And this stranger came up to me, and she hugged me so hard, and she whispered, whispered in my ear, may Jesus bless you with all of his heart and his power. She hugged me so hard, I forgot I was Jewish. <laughs> I was like, amen, I feel the power of the Lord. And my fiance yelled out, don't hug him, he's a Jew. <laughs> and the lady was like, oh, not a Jew, dear Jesus, bless this boy double. And I was like, you know, to be fair, Jesus was a Jew a long time ago. And she was like, not in Texas, baby. I, uh, I want to have kids. I love my fiance very much. I called my mom because I, I thought of a great name if we have a boy. I said, Mom, if we have a boy, I want to name my son Tyrone. And she was like, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, you can't fucking do that. And I was like, why not? She's like, play it safe, Ben. Name your kid Dylan. I was like, Mom, there's been six school shooters named Dylan. The only thing a Tyrone's ever done is help a shitty friend move out of Erica Badu's apartment. Tyrone's a hero's name as far as I'm concerned. You know? Tyrone's a name that projects confidence. You know why there's never been a school shooter named Tyrone? Because he was too busy drowning in pussy, that's why. <laughs> I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. Yeah, you know, get engaged. No one tells you how expensive everything's going to be. You have to do so many things. It's ridiculous. The other day we went tuxedo shopping, and it was re revealed I have terrible taste because I wanted a green velvet tuxedo. Yeah. And my fiance was like, Ben, you cannot wear a green velvet tuxedo to our wedding. I was like, why not? He's like, you're going to look like a fucking leprechaun. <laughs> That's racist. That's racist. Yeah. I, uh, I had to get an engagement ring. That's the dumbest thing on the planet. A man who's never been in a jewelry store in his entire life has to pick out the perfect ring, the perfect diamond, the perfect setting. We're not allowed to have this conversation because it has to be a surprise and you don't know this is happening. Wink, wink. That's the dumbest shit ever. So I walked in this jewelry store. The saleswoman sees me. Immediately she comes up to me. She says, sir, this is one of our loveliest diamonds. It's $20,000. I was like, well, it's beautiful, and I'm flattered you think I have $20,000. And she was like, well, if you prefer a cheaper option. And I was like, ooh, you sneaky bitch. Because <laughs> I know what that means. That means if you don't buy this ring, you're a scumbag who doesn't appreciate his girlfriend. And if you do buy the ring, I get a huge commission in your home room. So I was like, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to get out of the situation? She said, sir, just to put your mind at ease, all of our diamonds are ethically sourced. We do not deal in blood diamonds. And I was like, that's going to be a deal breaker for me. My fiance really had her heart set on a blood diamond. She was like, sir, I don't, I don't think you know what that means. I'm like, no, 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 I get it. I am anti-blood diamond. I am anti-child soldier of any kind. I just know my fiance. I know what she likes. <laughs> like, you sure you don't have any in the back? It's like, sir, we don't, we don't have any blood diamonds in the back. It's like, hey, look, I don't know what to tell you. Before I left the house, my fiance said two things. Ever since I was a little girl, I've wanted a big wedding and a blood diamond. The bloodier, the better. So who am I to ruin a little girl's dream? You know, you guys, I live in L.A. now. It's, uh, you know, it's really cool. I live right next to a 7-Eleven. Not to brag, but uh, there's always a line outside for Redbox. And I was thinking to myself the other day, how the fuck is Redbox still a thing? Like, there are better ways to rent a movie than getting stabbed at a 7-Eleven. <laughs> and the movies aren't new. Like, I refuse to get stabbed over We Bought a Zoo. I'm not doing that. That's embarrassing. Like, the, the, the instructions for Redbox are a recipe for disaster. It's step one, 
turn your back to this sketchy neighborhood. <laughs> Step two, take out your credit card. Step three, submerge yourself in a dirty red mesh hood. Have you guys seen We Bought a Zoo? The premise is the kid's mom dies, so his dad buys them a fucking giraffe. That's not real life. My dad died. All I got was a tuna casserole from my neighbor. I didn't get a fucking giraffe. <laughs> Ridiculous. Also, We Bought a Zoo is like Matt Damon's 13th best movie. Like the one where he played the Chinese guy in The Great Wall was way better. It's super <laughs> racist, but it's a way better movie. You know? Can you imagine if you got stabbed renting We Bought a Zoo? You'd have to go to the hospital and the doctor would be like, sir, those are some pretty aggressive stab wounds. Are you gang affiliated? No, I'm just a huge Matt Damon fan. Have you seen We Bought a Zoo? I have. It's terrible. It's a terrible movie. All right, I'm Ben Mail. Thanks, guys. Ben Mail, everyone. Matt Damon. Big, big Matt Damon fans in the house. Matt Damon, yeah. Uh, your next comedian looks nothing like Matt Damon. He actually, I like to pretend that uh, the ghost of my abortion in 1995 uh, left my vagina and went straight into his mom. So I like to pretend that he's the ghost of my abortion. My my son, everyone put it together. For Mike Evans Jr. Yay! No, I'm running late. I don't even play. No time for games. Oh, my savage mode. Oh, my. So, does anybody else think that uh, Amy Klobuchar, Pete Buttigieg, and, uh, what's his face, Tom Stoyer were all hired by the DNC just to stop Bernie Sanders? A <laughs> little bit? A little bit? I don't know. I, I just made me think about that. I don't know. I don't trust white people. I don't know. <laughs> I just, everything your, com your previous comedian talked about was very true. I was very nervous. I was like, please don't date my sister. Please. I'm very nervous. Uh... But I don't know. I'm from San Francisco. I'm, I'm one of the only ones from San Francisco in this festival tonight. And uh, I don't know. I freak out about certain things because it's just because there's a lot of gentrification happening in the city. Like, if you guys ever seen uh, BDSM, do you know what that is? BDSM. It's like white people, you know, they have sex with like chains and whips and shit, right? The first time I saw that, I was like, oh shit, white people have gentrified slavery. <laughs> <laughs> Right? No one else thought that for like a second. <laughs> They've taken over everything. Post Malone won an award and then slavery got gentrified. I don't know. I just thought I got really fucking nervous. I really did. I don't know. It's hard for me to date white women anymore, just in general. I had a lot of fun. They had a good run. They're very fun. But uh, the last white girl I had sex with told me that she only fucks uh, black guys, Mexican guys, and Muslim guys. Right? I was like, Bitch, you are the government. <laughs> I got really scared. Like, who has it worse? Who has it worse in this country than those three types of men? Women, easily. We all know that. Women have it rough. Definitely fucking crazy. I, I kind of forgot about Kavanaugh at this point, but it's like everything around him reminds you of how shitty this country is. Um... I don't know. Another reason you can see like how sexist everything is in this country is just you can just think about nightlife in general, right? Like for women, it's just like way worse. Like I went to a club recently and I figured out that I don't know how to dance with girls anymore because guys don't ask girls to dance at clubs. Like the other day, I saw this girl minding her own business. Have you ever been chilling, just just doing your own thing with your girlfriends, right? And 
for some reason guys are like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to hump her now. I'm just gonna. Ever get that the dick on the forehead never just no no it's always pretty bad I don't know man I don't know one thing we always do on the left too I hope <sighs> I hope Bernie Sanders wins but if Biden does win we can't make we I know I'm just saying we can't make fun of him like the way we made fun of Hillary because we were making we were making fun of Hillary while Trump supporters were making fun of Hillary and then Trump won so it's we kind of fucked up a little bit right. I'm just saying that that's just ah, that's just what happens. Another thing we do on the left is that we all like to compare like our oppression to each other's oppression. We like to play like the oppression Olympics. Like, oh, what I'm going through is worse. I don't think that's the way to solve shit. But I do get jealous of the gay community because I feel like gay people have cooler holidays than black people. In general, right? Like we get February, we get a whole month. You know, we get car dealership shit for Martin Luther King Day. But gay people have a parade. A parade? That's fucking dope. Like, I wish there was one day a year I could just swing my dick down Market Street. You know what I mean? Anybody else been to Pride? Just me? I'm just watching. Guys swing their dicks? All right. Maybe I'll start watching that. I don't know. Have you ever been watching porn and uh, you start laughing at the video you're, you're watching? I see you smiling, yeah. That's how you know you watch too much porn. When you start to find the humor in it, you've, you've, you've got a problem. That's what that means. <laughs> the other day I was watching this porn, and uh, at the end of the video, this girl's getting, you know, cum shot on her face. And uh <laughs> right at the same time she got cum shot on her face, she, like, sneezed on his dick, right? It's like, you know, like in Dragon Ball Z when the two forces come together? And, like, <coughs> the guy freaked out. He was like, oh, you sneezed on my dick. And she was like, you came on my face. Relax. Like, come on. Like, there's everything's fine. And I didn't <laughs> – I started laughing because I was like, no one said cut. Like, there is – like, this is definitely not a part of the porn. The writing isn't that good. It's not that great. I was watching World Star the other day, and I found out that uh, you know Steven Spielberg's daughter apparently is a porn star. She like came out as a porn star. <laughs> These guys nodding in the back. <laughs> you weren't supposed to nod, <laughs> but <laughs> like yup, mm -hmm, looked that shit up the other day. Uh, I don't know. It, it blew my mind because I was like, you know, we watch porn. People who aren't one of the best filmmakers in the world watch porn, and I still judge porn. I'm like, ah, oh, this could have been better. But like, you know, Spielberg was probably watching that and probably thinking like, ah. Cinematography is awful, right? It's, it's pretty bad. But I think Steven Spielberg's daughter, she might be the best, like, actress in porn, right? Because she has the greatest influence. Poss anybody? No? All right. I'm alone on this. I always try to convince people of my porn jokes. I don't know. I watch too much porn. I didn't think it was a problem until I started being late to, like, important shit. Like, I'm late to my job. A lot, like way too often. I'm 30 minutes late every day, and uh, it's because I watch porn in the morning. It gets me going. It gets it gets me motivated, and I just see everybody else I don't want to fuck on the way to my job. This isn't even a joke. This is a confession. One minute left. It's about as long as I last too. Like one minute. It's pretty rough. Uh, 
this now. Mm. You guys want to get uh, political shit or like, you know, like nice shit? Nice shit? Okay. So I work at a school, which is always weird to conclude with. <laughs> uh, I work in a middle school and they fucking suck. I hate them so much. I Middle school kids are just, a sh- just shitty little people. Think about the ugliest you've ever been in your life on the inside and the outside <laughs> was in middle school, right? Just shitty, ugly people. Um, the first day of school, I saw this little girl get hit in the face with a burrito, and it was, <laughs> I'm glad some of you were laughing. I got in trouble for laughing. Um, <laughs> it was fucked up, too, because she was, it was, <laughs> it was this little sixth grader, <laughs> and she had, like, really nice clothes. You know, on the first day of school, you have, like, the nicest shit you've ever had, <laughs> and it's just covered in just beans and salsa. And, uh, yeah, I laughed, I laughed at her pain. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll end with this, though. There's this kid who always makes fun of my hairline, which is why I wear hats, because I'm self-conscious. And um, I kind of got sick of it the other day. I'm starting to lose my patience with the kids, because I, I walked in the class that I helped teach, right? And he says, hey, Mr. Mike, you don't have a hairline, right? And I'm like, you know what, kid? You don't have a dad. I know. It's fucked up. So I, I went to his class afterwards, too. I was like, hey, class, knock, knock. Not this kid's father. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Mike Evans Jr. is a soulless monster. Yay! Yay! Uh, thank you guys so much. That's been the Comedy Clubhouse. We're going to take a 10-minute break, and uh, we'll be back with the next show, which is Hell Hat, which is going to be a super, super fun, good time. So clap it up for all the comedians that you saw. Mike Evans Jr., Ben Mel, Franco Tavini, Aaron Atkins, and the first comedian was, I'm remembering everybody's, Dashiell Thompson. Yay, and I've been Pam Benjamin. We'll be back uh, with the next show in 10 minutes. Yay! Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Promenade Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 
anchor.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for Let's Watch Full Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. What's happening? This is your boy Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020. The special c- podcast and comedy shows, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission. Or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at Mutiny Radio. FM. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead pestles? Well, You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Now, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvement. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke workshop yep every monday 6 to 8 p.m on the mutant radio so you're saying i could tell my jokes every monday from 6 to 8 that's what i'm saying it's the joke workshop mondays 6 to 8 p.m at the mutant radio
for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Ben S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy, the small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy. Plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brain! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month. Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz. 
Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special. Comedy Festival 2020. We're performing for each other, and this young gentleman right here, yes. <laughs> Although he is a comedian too, <laughs> so he's just not. He's just a, he's just a young one. He's soaking in all of um, our incredibly delicious uh, comedian juices. The, uh, this show is hell hat, and there are. This is the creative juices show. We're gonna be flowing. Uh, I'll show you how it works. There's this. Um, abhorrent hat over here on the side. I'm your host, Pam Benji. This is the second hour. We usually do this show. We haven't done it in a long time, actually, but I, I culled the best hell hats from all the other hell hats, and this is this is how it works. You're going to pull from the hat, and get a card, and you can say it out loud, or you can think about it, or you can just do it. Um, so I'm going to say that it's it's time that together we recognize that labor is important. And who are the means of production? Women. We actually go through labor. It's not paid at all. It's time that we double down on women. I say the clitoris is a tiny dick. All sizes matter. All sizes matter. All sizes matter. This was a dictator speech. That was, I tried to bring it around the dick at the end. Then you throw the card dramatically. And you pick another one. Oh. Is your mommy proud of you? Absolutely not. She has never seen me do comedy. I am the whore of Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> uh, one time, she actually told me, uh, hey, Pamela, if you could just cover up all of those disgusting tattoos and, you know, wear like a silk suit, like an Ann Taylor lavender silk suit, and go down, live in the financial district, and find yourself a nice, over 30, non-married, no-kids dude. If you could just do that. I was like, Mom, where am I supposed to find one of these people? And she said, church. <laughs> you go to church, you freaky heathen. Uh, my mom is, is not proud of me. That's uh, the answer to that question. Uh, I think she used to be when I was living up to her expectations and suicidal. Yay! One more just to show you how it works. All right. Um. Uh, that's I've got a squirrel in my pants. Or it looked like I was like uh, getting ready to masturbate. I don't know <laughs> uh, what that's all about. So welcome to the Hell Hat, everyone! Yay! We're all gonna do Hell Hat sets. We're gonna pull them out of this crazy thing. And uh, we'll keep going. And you can do whatever you want. If you are like, fuck this, that is fine, too. You can just say, fuck it, and not do it. You can do anything you want. It's a fucking hell hat. Yay, are you ready to get started? <laughs> You're going to be our first comedian. Everybody put your hands together for James Fisher, Jr. So am I, uh, I don't want to pull too many. I don't want to. Let me pull the first one. And okay. It says, oh, okay. <laughs> it says Rachel, Raphael, and Arden on this side. And I was like, I was just like, I don't know either one of these niggas. I don't think <laughs> I'm going to talk about. The last time I said I love you, uh, last time I said I love you was some, 
That's why I say I love you to my mama today because I was walking up hills and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I climbed all the way up to the top of a mountain and I got up there and I was like, hey, uh, I love you. Come get me because I can't walk. It said, all right. This is a long one. But <laughs> Has a pigeon ever flown so close that you actually needed to move your head? Yes, I live in Chicago, and pigeons walk around like like people, and it's fucking weird. <laughs> they walk around like people, and then, like, even if you walk close to them, they fly, they fly away, but they don't fly away, like, away from you. They fly up, like, near your head. Like, what, motherfucker? This is my sidewalk, and it's very scary to be around pigeons. Pigeons is just rats of the sky because they, they do the same shit rats do. They eat trash, and they uh, fucking carry diseases. They don't, <laughs> they don't do anything but that. But I think Church's Chicken is stealing pigeons and making breasts. Like, I feel like <laughs> this church just doesn't have wings. They don't have this. It's just like I had a breast uh, from Church's, and it had a strong neck attached to it. Like, what? What's the creepiest compliment you've ever received? Uh, Okay, the creepiest compliment I've ever received. Uh, somebody told me I had nice eyelashes. And I was like, why the fuck are you this close to me? <laughs> I've, had, I've gotten like a lot of creepy compliments, like mostly from my mom. My mom says, oh, you got some nice feet. And I was like, why the fuck? <laughs> why are you looking at my feet? Is that why you like daddy? Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> I, think, I think the weirdest compliment you can give to anybody is you got nice teeth. Because, of course, it's like, yeah, like I brush them. But also, are you trying to take my teeth? Would you still love me if I lost an eye? Fuck no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I got mad because I went on a date with a girl and she had false teeth in her mouth, but I didn't know. But she did like I wasn't mad that she had false teeth. I'm mad that we went out to eat and we had a whole, we had a great date before that. Went to the movies, went out to eat afterwards. Everything was going good, and then our food came to the table. She was like, "Oh, yum!" Pulled her fucking teeth out and start going in. I was like, "Who the fuck are you?" This is <laughs> my spider sense didn't tell me this shit at all. Like. What's your social security number? I need to know exactly what the fuck you are. All right. There is a lot in here. Okay. I'll only do a couple more. Why, which religion is the dumbest? Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Scientology, because it's based off an of RPG. <laughs> I'm like a religion where you can level up, nigga. Like, you shouldn't be able to. You shouldn't be able to, like, I'm a, I'm a level 37 wizard. Like, <laughs> What are you? I'm a paladin. Like, that shouldn't be different. Like, it should just be, we believe this dude in the sky is going to help us. That's it. It shouldn't be any more than that. It should just, like, we believe this dude in the sky is going to help us if we're good people. And that should, like, make you be a good person. That's that's basically it. That's really it. Like, it shouldn't be, like, fucking, like, do you understand what, you know what's fucked up about Scientology? South Park did a whole episode where they made fun of it and they told the story of what Scientology is, where basically aliens came to Earth and died and then went into people's bodies, and the whole time under it, it just said, this is really what they think. <laughs> and that was the joke. The joke was just the original story of Scientology. Last four, okay. Tell a joke in Spanish. Uh... Yo tengo el gato en los pantalones. That means there's a cat in my pants. All right, you guys have been great. I'm James. Thank you.
Jr., ably besting the hell hat. Give it up again for him. Yay! Coming up next, out of Cleveland, what will he do with the hat? Put your hands together for Jeremy Demery. Yay! Thank you. What is this hat going to say? non-work things you do at work. Uh, I put a lot of time and effort into trying not to work, which o almost uh, makes more work for me. 